In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of The Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. All right, baseball isn't boring. Um, in case you didn't know that. And you were reminded with a big slap across the face by the WBC. Yep. How about this? At one point in the in the Team Japan game the other day, 46% of televisions in Japan were watching that game. That is crazy. And it's not only there, it's everywhere. It's Arizona, it's Tokyo, it's Miami. We see it all. WBC is crazy crazy popular right now it always gets popular around the time that it's played but nothing like this people are are glued to the televisions they want to know results there's conversations all of it this is this is a great baseball conversation slash event slash endeavor whatever it's awesome in march we knew it was coming and you know how we knew it was coming because a guy sean spradling Sean Spradling of WBC Central, he was on top of the WBC before anyone. Sean underscore Spradling. And this is why his podcast is so great. At our WBC Central. And so Sean is boots on the ground in Arizona for us, for baseballs and boring. So he did a quick quick, uh, WBC Central after the late, late, late game, the Team USA-Mexico game. And uh, and so he broke down all about what's what when it comes to WBC and what it was like to be there. So you're going to want to listen to this. Before you do, though, I want to play you a little bit from Red Sox manager Alex Cora, who has been involved in quite a bit of these as GM, as player, so forth and so on. But Alex Cora yesterday, as we sit here yesterday, talked about the difference in this WBC compared to other WBCs. You know, the intensity of that stuff is, is great. You saw it yesterday. I mean, like, even now, we were watching Netherlands and Italy, and it's just crazy. You know? and, and it's fun. It's good baseball, too. So uh, some guys are going to learn from it, you know, and, and, and be better. And the other ones, you know, hopefully you know, they stay healthy. But it's been fun to watch. I think, you know, like, I never – I've been part of this thing – for what three years, two as a player, one as a GM, and the hype of this one is over the top. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, yesterday for the noon game, my si- my daughter and my sister they they were there, and there were 35,000 people there, <laughs> and that's a noon game in Miami. And uh, then the, the game at night, the way it started, right? You know, the Rodriguez and Soto just fireworks right away, and then Venezuela did what they were there. It's just amazing. You know, like, I'm been debating myself to drive down there, but now I'm not. <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. What's the thing that you think sort of made it this way? Like, 
years past. We Six talked, years, right? Yeah, the yeah. last one was really good for, for, for the tournament, mm-hmm. for what we did, you know, Puerto Rico with the whole thing, you know, and the way they play, and obviously Team USA won it. So it's been six years. Otani, he's becoming that guy, baseball-wise. You know, like, I mean, it's kind of like everybody's watching everything he does. Trout, Mookie, playing for Team USA. Uh, the Dominican team, the Venezuelan team, too. You know, like, studs are playing, you know. And in the past, they have played, but I think USA buying into it, the guys not buying into it, it means a lot for, for the fan bases. You know, you put Venezuela, Puerto Rico, and 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 the Dominican in Miami playing dominoes. It's going to be a pack house, anyways. You know, so. But the fact that they're all together in Miami, the whole Japanese thing, that team is stacked. You know, uh, it, it's just the hype. The hype has been tremendous, tremendous. And uh, you know, you got teams that they always. I mean, Colombia yesterday, they did what they did against Mexico. You know, and uh, just baseball. It's fun to watch and. Uh, and for the for TVs, games from 5 a.m. all the way till midnight if you want to watch them, you know. So it's baseball nonstop, and, and people are buying into it. It's fun. It's fun. All right, this is that's a guy that should know a little bit what's what. All right, speaking of what's what, subscribe, listen, rate, review. Baseball's been boring. I know today's was a little bit later, but again, late game last night. It's all right. This is going to be worth it for you. It's going to be some great listening. Thanks to Sean Spradling. Out, boots on the ground in Arizona. Here you go. Here's the latest WBC Central with Sean. What's going on, y'all? Welcome to a very special edition of the WBC Central podcast. This is Sean Spradling. Um, I am in Phoenix for Pool C. If you follow me on Twitter, you've seen that uh, I've been posting at the games and everything. Uh, I have been here from yesterday to today, so Saturday and Sunday, uh, of the pool stage for Pool C in the World Baseball Classic. And it has been just the wildest experience. Um, I've, I've had an absolute blast. I've learned a ton about the WBC and how it's run and um, just making a ton of connections and meeting meeting so many people. Um, I am <laughs> exhausted. Unfortunately, I'm only able to be here for two days. Um, I will be heading back home for the week tomorrow, um, but then I'll be in Miami for the semifinals and the final. So I'll be back reporting live and uh, covering the WBC in person. Um, so yeah, definitely look forward to that, but, uh, wanted to go ahead and just go over kind of what my experience has been. I'm currently on the road. Um, so it's going to be super informal. Um, just, but just wanted to give you a, a kind of overview of what the weekend has looked like for me. So was able to go to four games, uh, yesterday on Saturday, it started with Mexico, Colombia. After that was great Britain and USA. Well, the first game, you, uh, Great Britain, uh, first game, Colombia, Mexico, was ridiculous. It was incredibly electric. Um, I know electric is the word that everybody's been using for the WBC. Uh, I've been trying to figure out another word, but I just feel like electric works best. Um, just the fans, that first game, that Mexico-Colombia game, was... Um, probably one of the crazier atmospheres I had ever been to at a W at at a baseball game. Um, 
We're in Phoenix here. It is super close to the border, just Arizona, a bordering state of Mexico. And so because of that, there are a ton of Mexican fans and Mexican-American fans that showed up to the game. Anytime that Mexico did anything, it was ear-piercing. Like, it was um, it was ridiculously loud. Um, and I, I expected that. That is just the... That is him. Mexican sports fan culture is like they are always going to show up no matter what the sport is. Um, I'm used to seeing that in soccer with the Mexican national team. So I did not expect anything less from the Mexican team. But being able to experience it in person was something different. It was uh, everything that you see on TV. You can barely hear yourself or anyone else. So um, that game was crazy. And yet it still it ended in an upset. We had to upset both days. Colombia surprised everyone. Uh, Zuniga came in and was throwing 102 at the end of the at, at the end of the game uh, to close it out for Colombia. Colombia just fought back every single inning. Um, they did not give up. They were the clear underdogs. They were not favored in this game. Mexico has an, a fantastic team, as we saw tonight, um, and yet Colombia was still able to pull out the win. So they started out one and zero in the tournament, and Mexico dropped a game. Um, so we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But in the night game with USA, Great Britain, the coolest part about that was just seeing Team USA, um, seeing them be able to play for the first time since the 2017 WBC. We had, hadn't had a national, a U.S. national team in baseball for six years. So just the fact that we got to see them on the field, that they were all together, that this is just an unbelievably stacked lineup, uh, roster top to bottom, um, at least offensively, like it is, it was surreal to just to see all those guys on the field together. Um, seeing a lineup to where like you got Mookie and then Trout and Goldschmidt and Arenado and Schwarber, um, Kyle Tucker, Jeff McNeil, like you just go down the list and there's not a single bad or like not even a single average bat in the lineup. Um, and seeing that in person was was super cool. Granted, they were playing Great Britain, who was obviously also a clear underdog. Um, Great Britain actually started out with the lead. Trace Thompson hit a home run uh, in the first inning off of Adam Wainwright. Um, and it was funny because I actually made a prediction on Twitter. Uh, I said that they would, the USA would win. I said, I think, I, I believe I said it was going to be 8-3. Eight, eight, and it ended up being like 7-2 or 7-3, something like that. Um, so pretty close. And then I also mentioned that uh, they would jump on Wainwright early because they're a little bit more used to seeing, the Great Britain is, used to seeing that high 80s velo instead of the 90s, uh, upper 90s that you get from a lot of the other guys. So I thought if there was ever going to be someone that they could jump on, it'd be Wainwright. And that happened. They started out on top, and they were leading for, I think, two, a little over two innings. So... Yeah, that game was a ton of fun. Got to connect with some of my friends from Batflips and Nerds. Shout out to Batflips and Nerds podcast. They are a British baseball podcast, uh, the biggest British baseball podcast out there. Um, go follow them on Twitter. They were able to go to the games for Great Britain. So that was super fun to get to meet them. Uh, both Gavin Russell are really cool. So I uh, also got to meet one of my uh, good friends on Twitter as well, Memo Garcia. He is a fantastic reporter, uh, does coverage for Mexican sports, specifically baseball and basketball. So if you have any, um, if you are Spanish speaking or you would like information on Mexican baseball, he's a great source to follow. Um, yeah, so that was a, that was a ton of fun. Um, that 
first day was I was it was exhausted it was a full day and then got got back to the place I'm staying past midnight woke up and was right back there for for 8 a.m. I was able to um, get some coverage in person I was able to go on the field both days um, get to talk to a couple players I'll be posting some of those interviews pretty shortly so really look forward to, to y'all hearing those. They're super quick, like a minute or two, a lot of them. But we got some really, really great interviews um, with some some great guys. Uh, a lot of players and coaches and uh, even like Tony Regan's the uh, the GM for Team USA. So um, coming into today, it was uh, I was tired, but was ready to wake up and get started with day two. The first game was uh, Canada, Great Britain. <laughs> and that one was a whole fiasco. Uh, it was just offense, 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 no pitching, no uh, no defense. It was a lot of errors and a lot of uh, just, it, it was impossible to get out of the inning. I believe we hit the two and a half hour mark in like the fifth inning or something, maybe even the fourth inning. It was just excruciatingly long. <laughs> Um, and I'm, that's even coming from me who really loves long baseball games, loves extra innings, getting to see four hour games. This was, this was tough. Granted, it didn't even get to four hours, but the reason for that was because it, uh, got cut short because of the seven inning run rule. Uh, so Canada was able to get to that 10 run lead over Great Britain in the seventh or later inning. So, uh, I, I don't remember the, the score and I don't have the score in front of me, but it was at least, it was at like eight to 18 or something crazy like that. It was the highest scoring combined, highest scoring game in WBC history. So I guess I got to see history, but it was, it was a funny way that, that it happened. Um, great Britain did not do great. Uh, unfortunately, I really like a lot of those guys, but, uh, they, they did struggle both defensively and, in. in the pitching category so they got a lot of guys that can really hit though so that was that was fun to see seeing Freddie Freeman live was awesome um, getting to see him play for Canada I know that he is um, he's really passionate about representing his country even seeing Larry Walker on the field one of the coaches for uh, for Canada that was pretty surreal uh, Rockies Hall of Famer so um, yeah that was first game second game was the headliner of the weekend for Pool C um, and all of this I was doing while kind of on the side, trying to watch as many of the games from the other pools as I could. Um, I tried to watch some of the Japan games late at night, um, and we got the uh, Pool D had started, the Pool of Death. Uh, pool Death. <laughs> it, it was, we got to see the Dominican Republic play against Venezuela. Venezuela won, upset the Dominican Republic. And the reason I say, I saw this on Twitter. The reason I call it an upset, I do not think that Venezuela is significantly worse than the Dominican Republic, but a lot of people did leading up to this tournament. So it is considered an upset because the Dominicans, they are the betting favorites and Venezuela is like fourth or fifth in the betting odds. So that is, that is considered an upset. I have been on the Venezuela bandwagon on the train for almost a year since last summer when we saw how stacked their team was going to be. Um, I knew that they were going to have a really, really good shot at uh, impressing some people, impressing some teams. 
Um, but it took a long, long time for a lot of other people to get to that point. And so that's why I'm calling it an upset. I don't think that it, they're, they're much worse. I think they are right there with all, with the top teams. I think top to bottom, that lineup can just flat out hit. The pitching's incredible. Um, it's the whole roster can compete with any other roster in the WBC. They are one of the best national teams in the tournament. So, um, I'm not surprised they beat the Dominicans and then they came back today and beat the Puerto Ricans. All that being said, that was kind of just a tangent. Um, what I really was going to talk about is the game that I went to tonight, the USA Mexico game and chase field in Phoenix was just like I said, ear piercing. It was, uh, it was deafening. The, the whole game was crazy. I would say, honestly, now I would say that the split between us and Mexican fans was about 60% Mexican, 40% us fans. I, a lot of people on Twitter, when I posted that say, no way, it's like 80% Mexican fans. I don't agree with that. I think it was more of a 60, 40 split. That being said, the Mexican fans, even with this, like the 60%, they, that 60% was significantly louder. So it felt like it was like 80, 20 instead of 60, 40. Um, it, but when you, when you did get to uh, the point to where like USA would do something well, uh, whether it's a, a home run or a good hit or got, got out of an inning, um, you could tell that there were a good amount of US fans as well. So I'd say about 60, 40 Mexico, but because of that, it was essentially a home game for Mexico. So they had the momentum the whole time. Um, Patrick Sandoval was lights out. He pitched beautifully the entire time. Um, he only allowed, I think two hits, maybe, I think two, maybe three. I think he allowed two hits. Um, while Nick Martinez on team USA side, um, was, was not as sharp. Unfortunately, he allowed a couple runs, Um, but it was, it was a ton of fun. Um, but Mexico won. Mexico beat the U.S. Uh, this is the, I believe this is the fourth time that they've played each other in the World Baseball Classic. And they've beat the U.S. three of those times. This is a huge win for Mexico. This is a massive upset. Um, again, another team, the two teams. And if you ask anybody that's kind of been following along with my content for uh, for a couple months now, you, you know, that the two teams that I have been fully on board with talking about frequently, um, and how underrated they are and how strong I think their team is, it is Mexico and it is Venezuela. So I am not at all surprised by either of these teams. Now I was very surprised by the score of the U S Mexico game. Um, I did not expect us to give up that many runs or to only score like two runs. I think, I think it was three runs maybe by the end, four runs. Uh, don't remember the exact score, but yeah, it was, it was shocking to see the score. Not shocking to see that Mexico was competitive or even that they won. Anything can happen in one game of baseball, but it was shocking to see the score. So Mexico was just they were so cohesive the whole game they had energy and passion and intensity from the crowd they just played perfect the whole time um i don't believe that they made any errors they strung together some hits um and randy rosarena continued his 
rise to Mexican fan stardom, <laughs> he he is quickly becoming a fan favorite for the Mexican team. Um, he's he's so much fun. He wore cowboy boots right before, like Mexican cowboy boots, right before the game started to shag fly balls <laughs> to like go practice catching. Uh, to take some fly balls. So that was hilarious. I got a good video of that if you want to go check out my Twitter. But um, yeah, he seems like a lot of fun. He had a ton of fun. He was great tonight. He got a couple hits. But the the biggest hitter for uh, Mexico was Joey Manessas. He hit two bombs. And the second one with the biggest bat flip I've ever seen live. It was, uh, it was Jose Bautista-esque. Um, he stopped, paused, lifted the bat with his bottom hand under the uh, the handle of the bat he threw it up in the air and it i mean it went flying <laughs> so uh while i was not cheering for mexico uh, i was kind of just covering it independently um of course i'm team usa fan i'm american um, but it was crazy to see it was it was a it was fun to see um and it the stadium exploded so that was that was awesome. What an experience. I still can't believe that I've been able to experience these in person. These were the first WBC games I've ever been to live. So still hasn't fully sunken in for me. I don't think it will until I'm probably leaving already and back home. But thank you so much for going along with me on this ride. It has been the best um, and this is just the pool play. <laughs> like it's going to get even crazier with the quarterfinals and semifinals and finals. We'll talk more about the, the other pools as well. So as soon as uh, hopefully this week, um, I'll put out some more stuff about those, show you the interviews and everything. But for now, pool C, it was everything and more than I expected it to be. Um, this tournament is just beautiful. Um, I think it's the most beautiful and passionate brand of baseball the this culture of rooting for your team and playing for your team while uh, on the field it, it just i feel like there's players just are just fundamentally like there's a gear that is flipped when they they're cheering for the country on their chest uh, and the flag on their shoulder instead of uh, an mlb club not that there's not passion in mlb but it's just I, I just feel like it's different like from day one these guys are giving it their all and are extremely passionate and intense out there on the field. So I love the WBC. I love international baseball. I'm glad that y'all do too. But yeah, thanks to everybody. Thank you to everybody who I was able to meet, uh, meet up with, uh, whether you follow me or just connections that I made. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that I got to meet everybody that I, that I did here in Phoenix. So feel free to reach out on Twitter. Uh, if we did connect, um, if we took pictures, send them my way. I'd love to see them uh, for the people that I did take pictures with. But yeah, uh, I'll end this here. Let me know if you have any questions or uh, want me to cover anything specific this week. There is a lot of baseball left. Um, there's games still 24-7. <laughs> but uh, I think the craziness of the full days of baseball has kind of subsided um, with with pool A and B starting to figure themselves out. We're now mostly to, to C and D. So, um, yep. Great. Thanks for listening. Uh, talk to you soon.